Test one. Strangers in the night. I only know words that I don't want recorded. <laughs> I'm Lance. I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Well, what do you think today? Well, I've had a, a couple of questions come up lately, and I thought this would be the perfect forum to actually answer the question. I, I was kind of taken aback a bit last week when a, a gentleman I know who has, you know, unashamedly, um, you know, shared that he has ADHD and, mm-hmm. and that he's taken medications for it for many years, mm-hmm. and he revealed that he had stopped for mm-hmm. three or four days, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was beginning to to see some slippage, you know, you know. He said, I'm getting a lot more exercise as I'm forgetting what I left in the other room a lot. Yeah, exactly. And he just turned to me and said, you don't take medication. How do you deal with your ADHD? And it took me back a minute because I've never really kind of thought that through in terms of how do I deal with my ADHD? Mm-hmm. So have you never taken medication for it? No. When, when, you know, despite how I look on camera, mm-hmm. when I was young, they didn't have medication. They had, they had a wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did Ritalin come out? Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm thinking late 80s, early 90s, somewhere in there. Mm. I mean, wow. definitely in the... 70s they didn't have medication for hardly anything other than you know, yeah just something to knock you out period so were uh, you officially shuffle yeah were you diagnosed adhd no. you just know for a fact because of what you know that there's no way you're not right hindsight 2020 um and i'm you know my mother she kept all my report cards yeah and so <laughs> yeah. i found them one time and i was going through them and reading what the teachers wrote on my, you know, first, second, third grade report cards. And, you know, there's these small spaces mm-hmm. to write stuff. And they're, they're writing on the back of the report card. <laughs> just, you know, he's a handful. All red. He needs to learn to sit still. He needs, you know, and it's just, yeah, yeah I, uh, just looking back, I, I know that um, if, if I was born in the 90s or late 80s, that certainly I would have been diagnosed with ADHD at some point. But yeah. Um, no, no, I've never had the diagnosis and I've never really thought much about it. It's just kind of the way I am. And I've learned how to kind of manage and adapt to things to be successful, Mm. uh, as, as I define success, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to be successful, I've learned a lot of tricks and tips that help me and, I've, I've never really read these in books anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, as a fellow ADHD-er uh, myself, I am definitely interested in hearing what you've got to say. I know there's a whole lot of us out there that they are probably either undiagnosed or are diagnosed but would definitely prefer. I went through a period where I was taking a medication called Concerta. And the problem that I had was in my ADHD attempt to take medication, I would inconsistently take it. And so what would happen is I would take it too late in the day. And all of a sudden I'd find myself up at three or four o'clock in the morning, still not having gone to sleep. 
And I realized this isn't going to work. So I also had to figure out how to adapt. And for myself, everybody around me, that's who noticed whether or not I had taken my meds or not. It wasn't me sure. even recognizing it. It was everybody else, especially Dawn, recognizing that she would ask me, did you take your medication? Well, and speaking of ADHD, keep talking. And what would happen is I would like go into a meeting, as an example, and I'd be sitting there, and I would be completely zoned out 10 minutes in, and it would be so obvious that, again, I hadn't taken my meds. And so I have had to figure out how to adapt as well. And so I'm interested in learning some of this stuff from you and seeing how I can also take advantage. Sure. Um, so th- these are no particular order mm-hmm. just because I have ADHD, so my brain mm-hmm. spits stuff out. And now the camera's on? Now the camera's on. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I always forget something. Sure. I always forget something. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Yes. It just creates more <laughs> opportunity to be creative in the editorial yes. process. Yes. So uh, first one here you're going to hate, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it from a different angle. Okay. Routine, consistency, and organization. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's why I, I say to adopt this. Because when you leave the office and you drive home, you know, you're on autopilot. If you've made that trip, you know, more than two weeks, yes, you, you know, you get a new job and you, the new route home. And so you get to the office and you're, you've got the, uh, the note in your hand that says pick up milk on the way home. So when you go out to the car, you have every intention of pleasing the other person and buying the milk. But you go out, you get in the car, you start it up. You start driving, and the next thing you know, you're pulling in the driveway with the note in your hand. Still, I, have to, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in a week I will do that. Now, we beat ourselves up for that, but <laughs> what that illustrates is the power of routine and consistency. <laughs> that when, when you do something routinely and consistently, yeah. you will start to do it automatically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that... Uh, I'm holding it up as an example and you're beating yourself up for it, but I meant to use it as an example of the power of it. Yeah, no, I, I've totally understand what you're saying. You know, keeping the same sleep wake cycle. Okay. Regardless, you know, Saturday I get to sleep in keeping the same sleep wake cycle, get your body in a routine and a rhythm of knowing when to be awake and alert and knowing when to go to sleep. And Mm. so that will help, uh, you know, I remember in graduate school, I turned in this, this uh, paper, let's say I turned in a paper, and uh, the next day the professor caught me in the hallway and said, Lance, that was an amazing paper you wrote until I got to page three and it stopped. <laughs> yeah. And he said, what, what happened? Did your printer fail? I said, no, it was 10 o'clock. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, it was 10 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. Oh, <laughs> And he stepped back like I'm. He can't believe I'm saying that to him. Yeah. I said, I know me, and I if I don't go to bed at ten o'clock at night. I'm. I, I could have stayed up and finished the paper mm-hmm. uh, and got it in on the deadline, but it was ten o'clock. If I stayed up and finished that paper, the next three days I'm going to be a mess. Hmm. I, I've got tests coming up. I got other things to do. So if I had to sacrifice myself for this one paper, then I would have destroyed my opportunity to 
do the things I need to do the next three days. So at 10 o'clock, I stopped typing. I went to bed. And thankfully, he said, okay, uh, can you get me the rest of it by Friday? (laughs) But that's what I mean is if you get on a normal sleep-wake cycle, you, you can, you know, start to have the the best amount of energy you have throughout the day for each day. Yeah. Schedule chores that are done routinely and do them routinely. Otherwise you start getting into that, that position where you're randomly forgetting stuff. Mm-hmm. And, sure. And, and so uh, come in every day, I, my office, I come in every day. First thing I do is I get the paper tray out of the, printer put a new paper shove it back in because if i don't check that every morning i'm not going to remember to check it throughout the day and there's going to come a point where i'm out of paper and i got to go find paper and and so any tasks that you can set up to be routine and consistent if you start doing them routinely and consistently for a couple of weeks then they become part of your autopilot mode Mm. So would you say you're almost OCD with your ADHD? <laughs> there are a whole lot of letters there. Yeah. No, uh, I'm not locked into this. Uh, my day's ruined if I don't. But I, I know if I come home, I, I intentionally hang the keys in the same place every day. Mm. Yeah. If I, and I have found them in the refrigerator and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, walking around. This morning when you arrived, I was running around looking for something. I didn't put it where I normally put it. So I spent the last 15 minutes trying to locate it. If I get in that consistent habit of setting places in the same, setting things in the same place every time, yeah, that helps me because stuff goes on autopilot and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm standing here and I just, I can't help but chuckle because it's like I'm listening to someone describe my day right and it is a ton of us out there though i hear people all the time say i can't you wouldn't believe i've how much time i spent this morning looking for my phone with the flashlight on my phone (laughs) walking around in the dark and this is leading to uh something for your relationships Mm. whether it's work or, or or home yeah but ask other people please do not move things for me. <laughs> if I set something down, even if it's absentmindedly, I set it down and I set it down in a place that maybe it doesn't belong. When my circus wheel of a rain gets back around to, oh, where'd I put my coffee cup? I will go to the last place I kind of remember it being. Sure. And if you were so gracious enough to take my coffee cup and go over to the coffee pot and refill it and set it by the coffee pot, mm-hmm. I may not find it for a week. <laughs> because it was True. not where I left it. Yep. So it's it's, and I'll walk by the coffee pot, but it, I won't see it. Hmm. So wow, are any of these helpful? Absolutely. Uh, you care to know more? I'm interested in knowing all you got <laughs> this subject, and because and I spend, I'm telling you right now, I spend. A ridiculous percentage of my time each day looking for stuff. It's and and being frustrated with it. And so uh, I'm not OCD when it comes to my ADHD. I'm quite the opposite. I need to get more consistent, 
become more routine. Need to. And at, I want to. <laughs> and at, at 55, I do believe you can teach an old dog new tricks. Well, and, and my approach to a lot of these things is give me two weeks. Mm, do sure. this for two weeks mm. and then decide if you want to keep doing it or not. Sure. That's good. If you can do this for two weeks, maybe it helps. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, along with that kind of routine consistency stuff and other ideas just came to me is the night before. Yeah. Take the five minutes to lay out what it is you're going to need in the morning. Yeah. And so it's, it's funny is my, my son's developed a lot of the habits I have. Mm-hmm. And which is wonderful because he has ADHD out the wazoo. Right. But every night. What's up, Ryan? He, he lays out all his clothes, his tie, his mm-hmm. shirt, his mm-hmm. socks, his underwear. He gets the briefcase ready with his papers in it so that in the morning th- there's nothing to think about. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't tell him to do that, but he's watched me yeah. do that enough that he now does it. Yeah. And so that way it. it when we can be consistent in routine and and organized as much as possible, then that prevents issues later. Mm. Yeah, that's good. My mornings definitely go in a different uh, direction, at least a different level of quality when I've got the first few things already tackled. Use reminders. Mm-hmm. especially nowadays use the technology available to you and uh, until i figured out until i took the time to figure out siri yeah i was waiting for her to light up mm-hmm. on my phone uh it, there were a lot of things yeah yeah i'll see you there and then i forget yeah i'll do that and i forget so i will intentionally when somebody asks me to go somewhere say Siri, remind me and set a reminder to do whatever it is I need to do. First thing I do when I get to the office is I go through and I set an alarm for every hour of something on my schedule because there's a fair chance I'm going to forget or get wrapped up in something else and then look up at the time. Yeah. I have, excuse me, I have... Personally witnessed that basically every time I've come to your office and, <laughs> and hung out. Alarms going off. And and, it, and that's, again, something I'm, I'm like, however many you've talked about, I'm over. Sure. And so it's pretty exciting to consider how much progress I can make in a really short amount of time just by simply putting some of these steps into action. Um, that's a big one right there, though. And for me, technology has always been something that I've always been, I've always been a little intimidated by, which is ridiculous. Sure. And there's no reason for it. And so I just have to change that perspective and, and then put, but putting that one into place, setting those alarms, setting those reminders, uh, could be a huge organizer. Well, and an impediment to doing things like that for, for you and I in the past was the, the learning the technology and then taking the time to type in everything into your schedule and that's that's an entire 30 seconds that's being wasted yeah <laughs> i don't have time for that you know like uh, jerry lee lewis you know like, hell i gotta go Just yep jump in the truck and run yep but now with the talk technology that they have you can just tell the phone and i'm really avoiding 
naming her because she will light up. <laughs> yeah. But you can just tell the phone to put this on my schedule or uh, you're, you're walking out the door and your wife says, hey, remember when you before you come home. And if you get in your truck and you just tell it to your phone, then the phone will remind you and you'll look like, you know, Prince Charming when you walk in the door with with everything that was on the list. And <laughs> who are you? Where is my husband? <laughs> a long time ago, I bought a Ben Franklin or- organizer, planner organizer. And sadly, I, I know what Ben Franklin is. Yeah. And I believe I got through like two days worth of to do lists on there that and then the rest of the pages are just doodle. And so uh, this technology is an amazing thing to be able to do it easily. Well, There's it, no excuse. Well, and this is the crazy thing about it. This is, I mean, the technology is great and it's that fail safe. But years ago, uh, I had to do some research and I chose uh, this learning motivation behavior kind of program. And I was trying to find the simplest research I could do to get through this class. And yeah. I decided to test the effect of list writing on memory and what I found was that if I wrote everything down you know sit down at night everything I need to do the next day get up in the morning Mm -hmm. look at the list and as I go throughout the day check off the things on the list that I got done that simple exercise which for somebody like you and I just takes so much commitment and time and patience it's, it's really difficult to use that list but if I did the list I didn't forget. And and what I figured out was that the act of sitting down, staring at the paper, writing it on the paper, seeing what I wrote in the morning, reading it back to myself, I'm processing the list with more parts of my brain. So it was actually helping me remember because I was slowing down enough to process the data more efficiently. So writing the list meant I didn't need the list. But if I don't write the list, I need the list. Sure. You get that. Oh, absolutely. So what, in your uh, opinion, would be some of the ways that you have put your ADHD to your advantage? Do it now. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. Do it now. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. One of the things that comes with ADD is a hyper-focus. And I'll, I'll hear parents oftentimes say he doesn't have a concentration problem he'll sit there and play a video game for three hours right yeah (laughs) but (laughs) if you are enjoying something your mind will really lock in on that like a laser Mm -hmm. and it will tune everything else out i went home on a friday this is years ago when i was single i went home on a friday bought a case of soda and a couple of frozen pizza because I'd just gotten a new Xbox game and I was so looking forward to playing it. Yeah. Nerd alert. <laughs> but I sat down Friday after work with my, my soda and my, my pizza and blinked my eyes and it was Sunday at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. What just happened? And so that's when I started setting timers when I play a video game. Because the time just, I'm so locked in, I'm so interested, so focused on it, that I lose all track of everything. And now, 
again, that sounds like an impediment. And then when you're trying to live life in the normal way, it is. Mm -hmm. But then there's power in that. So if you have projects to be done, the world says, you know, make a list, make priorities, what's the most important thing, pick that thing up, work on it until it is done, mm -hmm. and then go to the second item on your list. I, I scatter the stuff I need to get done out in front of me. Mm -hmm. Not not piles like, you know, a hoarder stuff, but sure. here's here's this report I'm working on. Here's, you know, a, a list of things for the podcast. And and, and so visibly, visibly in front of me, I see my projects. So I told you a couple of weeks ago, if I put something in the drawer, it's gone. Right. If I can't see it, I will forget about it. So. Yeah. I'll have this list of things uh, to be done. But when I approach the list, I do what I feel like doing. Hmm. Because in that moment, I will be able to bring this powerful concentration and focus. My work will be richer, more in depth, and it will get done faster. Hmm. So another good. personal really example, good. when I was working uh, uh, for this uh, HMO, I was sitting in the my office throwing pencils into the ceiling because it's so boring. Yeah. And I finally, I got up. I said, I can't do that. Uh, I'm the chief psychologist here. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out and I ask the director. I said, is there any other things I could be doing uh, with my free time just to fill in? And she said, she took note of this wall where there are these brochures. And there's one on depression and one on anxiety and uh, just various mental health brochures. And she said that, uh, the psychologists who have worked here have written these. And if you would like, you could probably go through and kind of update them, maybe mm -hmm. uh, take a look. So I said, okay. So I picked up the one on depression, went back to my office, read it, pulled up a template, began retyping, uh, thought of some new ways to say things, jazz it up a little bit, uh, move some things around, printed it out. I went back to her and and handed it to her and I said, is, is this what you're referring to? And the look she gave me <laughs> just like I had come in out of, you know, the, the outer space she, eyes were big. She's just staring at me, mouth agape. And she slowly reached out and took the document from me, still making eye contact with me <laughs> just in case. And yeah. then she glanced down and she read it and she looked at the back and she read it and she handed it back to me and said, yeah. And I said, I'm, I don't understand. You're looking at me very strangely. Yeah. And she said, well, in the past, when we would give this to a psychologist to do, we wouldn't get it back for 30 days. <laughs> and it's only been 30 minutes. Yeah. And so in that moment that I'm interested in doing something. Sure the brain comes alive yeah you know i experienced that once a week for 30 minutes on a sunday morning right <laughs> where i am really and it, it's i'm amazed sure myself not to sound you know that that i don't even like the way that sounds for me to say i'm amazed at what i've just but for 30 minutes i'm hyper focused on everything that i've crammed in and then whatever is coming to the surface, because I'm really trying not to use much notes and, you know, just the scriptures and a few turns here. But I'm hyper focused, which is exactly why I'm completely wiped out. Sure. When it's all said and done the rest of the day. 
I'm pretty much toast. Uh, excuse me, don't even ask me to, to try to think about something the rest of a Sunday. But, yeah, that hyper-focus is well, and that's it's why pretty I've, incredible. That's why I've told you for a long time now that when you are speaking, when, when you're in that building, when I'm in the building, when people are in the building and you're speaking, it's a moment. Mm. Dude, it, you know, it is powerful, it's impactful. And I've told you that if you lined up a video of, of you know, Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, you know, Steve Furtick, and then Mike Snow on a Sunday morning, nobody would know the difference between these pastors. They're all the same quality. They're all the same level. You, and that's the power of that hyper focus is it allows you to bring all of this to the moment mm-hmm. and bear such great fruit. One of these days, I'm actually going to believe you when you say that. <laughs> it's still a work in progress getting there um so real quickly with the adhd stuff that camera is has been off for a long time yeah we're this one's still good this one's still good that That one's one's still still good good. good. and i'm perfectly okay with that one not being on (laughs) (laughs) oh you got a little backup there though i did this time. dang look at you see Using tools to your advantage. Now, you're impressed, but in my mind, because of the ADHD, mm-hmm. we've only been doing this for a couple of months. Sure. Why didn't I think of all of that two months ago? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> listen, what you're doing with this is is pretty incredible. The quality, the time that you're putting into this, uh, I know I greatly appreciate it. We've got a lot of... Uh, Listeners who have commented to me how good uh, this is as far as the production side of it. Sure. Uh, so great job. Well, thank you. And and that's it's a product of that. Do it now. Yeah. Hmm. There there's other things on my list to be done. Sure. Now the the other flip side of that, and I'm steering away from compliments about me, is a lot of people we talked about it before. We need the pressure to perform yeah well and you can take advantage of that as well and that's that's where you know if you have multiple projects if you pick up the ones you're interested in doing yeah then you will get it done now a, a side effect of that is that motivation drive and energy that you just had for that singular project and then the feeling of accomplishment when you get it done you can carry that to the next project mm. yeah so once I get done with this project, it's the one I started on. It's not due for six months. Sure. But I started on it because I knew I would enjoy it and get into it. And once I get that feeling inside of me, now it's easier to pick up the next project. I can transfer that being in the zone. I can transfer that to the next one. Yeah. Just doing it now, getting started is is kind of like laying out your clothes. Getting, yeah, it was, what was that uh, admiral's speech to University of Texas? Uh, Ten things he learned being a Navy SEAL, mm. and the first thing he's you know said in the commencement speech was make your bed. Mm. If you start the day making your bed, you just accomplished something. Good. And now that you have that small sense of feeling accomplished, mm-hmm. you can go to the next task and the next task and the next task. Mm. And so the, the making the bed, the laying out the clothes, 
or inconsequential in the bigger picture of things, but what they're providing you is a sense of accomplishment. Plus, now that's something that you don't have to think about. It, it frees the mind for other things. Sure. Yeah. I read a quote a couple of days ago. It said, when you change the way you think about things, the things you think about change. And so this is an organizing of the things we think about. Right. And it helps us to make the changes that are necessary that we want. I know I want them. And so this has been great. Very helpful. Thank you, Doc. You got a scripture wisdom to tie it all together? (laughs) I've been waiting for one to pop (laughs) into my head. There's usually one or, you know, two that'll, that'll pop in. The old Romans 12, too, is certainly always right there. Uh, this is transformative stuff. So if you're looking for a go-to scripture on something like this, uh, off the top of my head, now, th- this is the way my brain works. It, see, it's happening right now. So mm-hmm. what's coming out of my mouth, other people get frustrated with me, They, you know, the, it's very hard to be in a relationship with anybody because when this is happening all the time, it's very confusing and muddling for them. But I got asked this question about how do you deal with your ADHD? And it was a question I'd never really thought about that much. Mm-hmm. So when uh, he asked the question you know, last week, I stumbled through an answer like I'm stumbling right now. I stumbled through an answer to him. And then I went on with the rest of my life. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, when I walked into the office and I sat down to part of my routine, sit down, do my, my bookkeeping, you know, pull up the schedule, get everything organized, pull mm-hmm. charts, get all that kind of stuff ready to go, done, out of the way for the rest of the day. I sat down to start all of that and ideas started coming to me about how I deal with ADHD as I was recognizing I do this organization thing every morning. Gotcha. And because the fire was lit... I set aside that project and began typing ideas for managing ADHD. Hmm. You mentioned um, you had tried medications. The idea with the medications, they're, they're stimulants. Sure. And the kind of operating theory that I've always learned is the theory behind ADD and ADHD is that our internal physiological arousal is low. Mm-hmm. And imagine to understand that concept uh, you go to lunch eat a big lunch and then you come into a room sit down for a board meeting and you're relaxed you're tired your belly is full so it's really hard to concentrate because your arousal is low so we will do things to kind of try to wake up so we can concentrate and so the idea with ADD and ADHD is that the internal arousal is a little low. So if we give them a stimulant, we wake them up. We bring them up to a normal arousal level. And that allows them then to concentrate and focus like we're supposed to, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. So if that is the operating theory and why stimulant medications help, think what can I do? to increase my physiological arousal more consistently 
without the medication. So now, consistently, daily, exercise, walking, running, riding a bike, lifting some weights, but doing these things consistently stimulates you, gets, you know, gets your heart moving, gets your, your blood pumping, and so you're self-stimulating. Yeah. One of the big ones for me that I do consistently, I do this very consistently, in the afternoon, around 4 o'clock, I nap. Napping for even 10 to 15 minutes. I do the old, you know, like hang on to the keys, and I'll have have them hanging over the uh, arm of the chair. Brilliant. And as soon as they drop, I'm good to go. Because I've gotten just into that sleep where, sure. and all of a sudden, when I wake up, it is, I'm a whole new person. I can last the rest of the evening and be good to go for the most part. This is brilliant. Yeah. And so napping is a big deal for me. No, that is, that is brilliant. And, and you're, you're getting that power nap. You're just, in your mm-hmm. mind, you probably don't even realize you fell asleep until the keys drop. And when the keys drop, right. then you... Like, oh, I, I was gone for five minutes. Yep. And and in, in that five minutes, you're just kind of like skipping across the ocean of Oh, sleep. yeah. It is the best. I am a, I'm unashamedly a lover of naps. Yeah, well, I need it. And so knowing that I need that is uh, is huge for me. And It helps. Yeah, it absolutely you does. You don't need it. Uh, okay. And, no, and, and when you say this helps me, this makes me more productive, more uh, alert, more energized. Now you, you can look forward to them. You can enjoy them. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to explain it away as I do best when I get a nap. I told the professor at 10 o'clock, I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I want to be better uh, on my toes for the next three days. Yeah. I go to bed at 10. Yeah. So there's a common theme where uh, this this will be. Will this be six? Episode six? Something no, like I that. Think we're probably. We're, we're out ahead of ways. Yeah. We're, this is number eight, I think. Eight. Wow. Well, so there's been a common theme. So I want to hit on this at some point here coming up soon. And that is because I preach on it, but you catch me all the time here on the podcast. Again, changing. It's about changing the way you think, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the power of positive thinking, and because you are really good, <laughs> it's frustrating how good you are at catching that little negative twist that I keep coming from and turning it into let's let's change. I just said change the way you think about things and things you think about change. And so let's talk more about that because again, I don't think I'm alone on that. That's for sure. Well, to circle back around to the scripture that I started to talk about and then moved away from. Yep. The one that's always kind of a go-to for me is a, as a, as a foundation and, and to build on with everything we talk about and, and this now, the audience needs to notice these ideas did not come out of a textbook, right? This is just tried and true self-reflection over the last 30 years, how I've managed to, to function well, get through graduate school, get through the military, be a chief psychologist for an HMO, run a practice, 
these are the things that I have adapted to do to help me be successful. Sure. So I'm horrible with proper nouns. So names escape me. Specific scriptures is hard to quote them. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. When Jesus was talking, he wasn't quoting numbers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were writing them down for him. But there's a proverb, a proverb. A man without self-control is like a city who's been broken into and walls have been laid bare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you take that analogy back in the day, why did cities build walls around them? And that was to protect them from outside attack. Right. To, so if a city's walls came down, Jericho, the city was now vulnerable to attack from the outside, from other people, from the world. From, so a man without self-control is vulnerable to attack from others, is vulnerable to attack from the world. Mm -hmm. So if I am struggling with things in my world, rather than going out and attacking other people, rather than going out attacking or blaming the world, if I want to be successful, I develop self-control. Yeah. Then my walls around my city are up and I am safe. I am invulnerable. I am impervious to attack from other people. What you say does not bother me. You bet. Because I am in control of myself. Yeah. And that's kind of the theme of all of this is these are great ideas, but unless I begin applying them consistently for a couple of weeks at least to start seeing how they benefit me, then they're just great ideas on a piece of paper or a podcast that I heard one time. And the guy said, you know, set an alarm. That's all I remember. Yeah. But if I have the self-control to consistently apply some of these techniques to my daily life so that they start to become the new routines and the new habits, then without that self-control, I just remain a if, if I'm vulnerable to attack from other people, if I'm vulnerable to attack from the world, then what needs to change? They do, or the world. Mm-hmm. So my, my help is going to come from the world because it's the world that's creating my problems if you're thinking illogically. Right. So now I need medication to help me with this internal situation. Because I was born with it, it's not my fault. And so this just keeps us focused on outside of us, external forces, whether attacking us or we need to see a doctor who will fix this for me or we need to see a different doctor or we need a different medication. We're focused constantly on the outside. Yeah. And the Bible says that if you develop self-control, then you are safe, you are protected, you are impervious from outside attack. You bet. And it happens to be one of the fruit of the Spirit. And I think a lot of people, by the time you get to, it's, you know, listed at the end. By the time we get to the end, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, and self-control. But I th- I look at it as a crescendo. 
Sure. Where all of these lead love, joy, peace, patience. All of it leads to almost an exclamation point of this is how you live. And then you know, that self control. And man, what a huge thing. Well, uh, I hope this has been helpful for people. Uh, I had a reminder uh, from somebody the other day who said that you know, they didn't understand how YouTube worked. Mm. And when they would try to find one of our videos, they would go to YouTube and they were just completely lost. And so they're typing in our names and it's not working. They're typing in all these search things that, and they're not able to find what we're doing. Yeah. So when I gave them an explanation, they offered, they offered, they asked me to share that on the podcast for the listeners who may have a similar kind of problem, kind of like ADHD. Sure. So if you go to the website, theparkergroupinc.com, certainly all the videos are available there. But if you scroll down to the bottom of one of the pages, you'll see the little YouTube icon. So click on that icon, it takes you to the channel. Now before you do anything else, hit subscribe. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Now, the reason you want to hit subscribe is then when you turn YouTube off and you come back to it later, down in the bottom is your subscriptions. Yep. So there's no more searching for these podcast episodes. The second thing that they asked that I share with you guys is once you go to that YouTube channel and you've already subscribed to it, there are options of how to view the videos on the YouTube channel. There's main, there's videos, and then there's playlists. So the main throws up the first 10, the videos throws up all the videos ever created. But if you click on playlist, I've divided the YouTube channel into three different playlists. And one of those playlists is the podcast. So if you click on playlist and click the podcast playlist, then all you're going to see are the podcast videos that Mike and I do. So again, take five minutes to get organized. And then for the next three years, it's a simple task of bringing the videos up. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, I'm Lance. I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. Be sure to, if you've managed to stay in the video this long with mm. us or mm. on the podcast this long, do take the extra five seconds to follow us on Facebook or follow us on the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe or follow on uh, your uh, podcast provider so that you get alerted when these things come up and, and do share. If, if we've told you anything interesting, chances are you know five people who would benefit from it as well. Right. And, and take a moment to like or share this with other people. And thank you for doing that. We'll see you on the next podcast. Mm -hmm.